night As clever as the minds of men They come as death with nature's right To mountains red with ash and blood All follow in the battle's path We go to stem the Malkar flood And fear the old ones trampling This is part two of session 16, Back to the Cobblestones. So you all saw yourselves off to bed, had a good, well-earned, and restful night's sleep. Early in the morning, Nicholas, you rise to do something that I'm very eager to find out what it is. I'd like to make a trip back to the Rose Garden. Okay. Uh, so, specifically back to the statue. Okay. So you rise very early in the morning, and there are some people going about through the courtyard to the library, but there's... There's not many. No, I'm not trying to sneak. Like, I don't I want know. to look suspicious or anything. Yeah. You go to where you were led to the night before, to the Darien Rose Gardens, and you can see as early in the morning, there's just the slightest layer of dew on all the plants. And it seems that the garden is mostly abandoned early, this, early in the morning. You make your way to the statue that you saw the previous night. Is there anyone nearby? Doesn't appear to be. Um, I'd like to sit where Zoltan and his company were. Okay. At uh, the table? The chairs aren't there anymore, where they were sitting, but there is a very close... You can either sit like on a bench that's very close by, or you can actually sit at the base of the statue. Um, were they in like an open area? Were there Was there like a, a shrub nearby them? Would it have been like near a wall? Uh, there would certainly be shrubs around, yeah. I'd like to cast Speak with Plants. Oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. A Go cool on. Thing. <laughs> okay, can you read Speak with Plants for me? I sure can. <laughs> you imbue plants within 30 feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them, giving them the ability to communicate with you and follow your simple commands. You can question plants about events in the spell's area within the past day, gaining information about creatures that have passed, weather, and other circumstances. He just comes out the gate with some he whack just, shit. Let me think. good for just a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, by all by all means. <laughs> Take your time. What is Zach's version of Henry Crabgrass? <laughs> Henry Herbush. I'm gonna Harold, be hundred percent with Bush. you. Part of the reason that I'm doing this is I'm fascinated to know what your voice for a plant is. <laughs> okay. Renalia and Nicholas will forever be buddies. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of what the conversation would have been like before. This is stretching my DM brain. I'm sorry for throwing this. No, it's here. okay. This uh, is what I like it. Okay. <laughs> but I had to wait till we got a long rest and there was nobody in the garden. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. 
Okay. Uh, so I cast it on. So okay. You know what? I'm gonna say. I'm actually gonna say that since you're doing this, okay, there are a couple at the base of the statue. There are a couple of these odd, like humming, almost glowing plants that don't appear to be from this realm, but they've been there at the base of this statue the entire right. time. Okay. Um, okay, so I do have a question. Mm-hmm. So it just says you can imbue plants, so does that mean every plant within 30 feet of me is suddenly able I would to imagine I'm going to limit you to one, okay? <laughs> I, I would love that. Yeah, because I don't want to be coming up with six different voices That's fine. I for six target, different tulips. I will target, are these, are they flowers, <laughs> the humming plants? Yeah, the the there are a couple of them in their own pots at the base of this statue, kind of giving you the vibe that they're meant to set off like ambient light around the statue. Gotcha. At night. Okay. So yeah, I would like to cast speaker pints on one of these. Okay. Things. All right. And um, I'm waiting for acknowledgement that the plants have sentience. Okay. You do feel the plant come to life ever so slightly, maybe maybe moving just a little bit more with the attunement that you have okay. to this plant. You can kind of sense that all of a sudden it becomes more talkative than your average plant. <laughs> do I know what these plants are called? No, you do not. No. What do they call okay. themselves? Well, uh, yeah, I'll, anyway. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with... Uh, uh, just a small bow, not like overly dramatic or anything, just a small bow and uh, Good morning, Master Plant. Uh, my name is Nicholas. Uh, what might I call you? Uh, I, I don't... Names are tricky for me. Uh, my friends call me out I'm going to call you Al for short. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, uh, now, Al, uh, I don't know if you recognize me from yesterday, but we were uh, we passed through and had a conversation with the Master of Daria. Uh, yeah, you came here at sleeping time. Yeah, yeah. But I was awake. <coughs> I just... Wondered if perhaps you uh, overheard what the master and his friends were talking about before we got there. I did. Would you be willing to tell me? Uh, he was anxious. He was waiting for someone and then all of you showed up that's all he didn't say anything he did he said a lot of stuff did he say anything uh, perhaps about someone called the strange ones yeah if you could recall, please. He was really quite excited initially. 
Eventually, then he got kind of mad. Then he was relieved. Someone came and told him that the strange ones were back in Daria. What was he mad about, though? I think he thought that they were fucking him over. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say what the consequences of that might be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Bad. <laughs> oh, he said bad? Bad. Things, but he was really relieved when he found out his friends were coming back. What is your opinion on the master? Uh, he likes us. He brought us from his home. From the Dark Realms? No. He was in a little home when he was a little plant. I don't know where he was before that. Essentially saying, um, if it's not being clear, I don't know right. why it wouldn't be. Right. <laughs> he's saying he got them from the faith the world. I, I, that is what I assume. Yeah. But, you know, it's always good to be clear with yeah. plans. Is there anything that he said that you think perhaps I might find interesting? about going back home to the forest and he said something about someone named Riddick. Riddick? Yeah. That was his name. What did they say about Riddick? <clears throat> Just that Riddick was going to help him. This has been most illuminating, <laughs> Master Al. Um, thank you for your help and I end the spell. Okay. And just kill the sentience. <laughs> I think he likes it like anyway. that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a plant likes being happy. sentient. <laughs> kill me! <laughs> End it. Existence is pain. I hope that didn't disappoint. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> so I make my way back to the tent. Okay. 
I thought about picking the flower, but I thought they might miss it. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have not ended the spell That's until the last after thing I had before. picked it. Yeah. All right, so you return to the tents. The rest of you have woken up and are uh, seeing yourselves into your morning attire, which would be, I guess, your day clothes, uh, preparing yourselves for the day when you see that Nicholas has walked back into camp. I just noticed that I was out of brown morning potion and thought that I'd go buy some more. Deception check. Okay. Insight check. Okay. You don't have any brown morning potion with you. Oh, hell. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Do I have to do it? You have to do an insight check. Crap. Can I give her advantage since I just... Oh, you beat me already. 14. I got plus zero. Yeah, he's lying. Yeah. Oh, okay. He also doesn't have any brown morning potion that's in his hands. That's <laughs> Um... So, are you any particular reason you would lie? No. Wait, you're lying? <laughs> Meryl says as he's putting on his jacket. Yes, he is lying. Why are it's you lying? true. I feel like my morning walks are my own business. Yeah, that's fair enough for me. Okay. If you're doing something fun, though, just make sure you, know, you let your old buddy run all you in. It's at that point that all of you notice that um, Zolor has been up for a little while and he seems to be cooking a small breakfast for him and Safrax. I forgot about Zolor. Oh my god. Oh, man. <laughs> Who the hell is <laughs> <laughs> Cooking like a small breakfast for Robbie's Zolor. not here, so I don't know what day it is. No shit. Robbie's going to have to listen to the recording and make sure he catches up. Yeah, yeah. fuck you, Robbie. It we love you, Robbie. It doesn't matter. Today's chess day. I would like to be with you. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if y'all are just going about your morning routine... Did you make a workout plan for the calendar? Every day is chest day. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to check to be sure. <laughs> Slowly, Rathanax's legs just get smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> Till one day he can't hold up the weight of his chair. He <laughs> just topples over. Yeah. That's going to be the next stealth check you fail. Oh, God. Should have worked on leg days. Your knees just buckle. Well, if there's no more discussion, is there? I'll go ahead and do another check for my project. It's once a day. Yeah, I did it last night. For that day. So you can do it today, but you're not going to be able to do it tonight. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, go ahead. I probably won't remember. Is there any kind of name that I recommend? It is not. Okay. 19. Two days of construction. Nice. All right. So, uh, if there's nothing else, eventually what you see approaching you is the familiar face of Alexi who is apparently the captain of the Darian Guard. She approaches you with several of her compatriots who all have these like large silver covered dishes and they just kind of like approach you and then just place them down like respectively like next to different people. And it's at that point that Alexi says, on behalf of the master of Daria and then turns and walks away. <laughs> Rude. Thank you. Please send our thanks. Breakfast. Doesn't say anything, just continues. Breakfast. 
breakfast. Oh, the brown morning potion I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> you do uncover the dish, and you do see that it is, in fact, a very hearty breakfast. With brown morning potion. Lots and lots of meat. Yes, I dive in. I partake. While I'm stuffing my face, I'd like so to At that point, that you hear a loud crash, and you see a Zoldor has kind of, like, taken this meager meal that he's, like, <laughs> made, and just kind of dumped it onto one of the other dishes, and, like, just takes it into Saprax's tent. Enjoy, enjoy, my friend. Rob Nalia is stuffing her face. Uh, she would like to address the party and say, um, so, in light of the conversation we had yesterday, or last night, when we go to see... The person we want to see. Can, can someone hear us? Are we? Are people? is not there, and Zolor is in the tent for now. And okay. those are the only other. There people. are people around, but there's no one like right on top of you listening. Okay, so I can. This face. I can speak slightly freely. So, when we're going to see um, our intended person, are we going to help or are we going to stand aside? I would just like to know. I intend to help. Just to be clear, you're not having to give him an answer now. I know. Okay. I just want to know where everyone's at. This could be a long time from now. Help. Help. Okay. No, I'd like to help him. I guess I Nicholas wants a piece of the pie. Abstain. Click it, clacky. Click it, clacky. Click it, clacky. Roll to attack you. <laughs> Abstain. Abstaining. Okay. I'm good one. So after about an hour, you've had a hearty breakfast provided to you by the Master of Daria, and you are ready to depart whenever you choose to leave your camp. You've already packed in your tents, I would imagine put them in the bag of holding, uh, and you're ready to go? Yep. Indeed. Let's go. So you all go to the Darian Library. Where you find Angerthal, mm-hmm. um, busy initially, but as soon as he sees you approach, he sets down whatever he is working on and turns to all of you and kind of puts his hands behind his back in like this posture of respect uh, for him, not necessarily for anyone else. And he says, Are you all ready to depart to Edsona? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you say that? Yes. <laughs> Just looks at you. <laughs> These fierce, like, Malkar eyes. <laughs> Turns and goes to the shelf, clicks the book, opens it, walks in, and leads you to a different chamber. You'll recall that this teleportation chamber is one large circular room with many offshoots. And he takes you through a different door that you have been using to go to Zoltanen's Tower. Uh, and a different door that would lead you to Tharkun's tower. He walks you in, gestures for all of you to stand on the teleportation circle. Which we stand on the opposite side of Eleanor. I just had a really big breakfast too, guys. Yeah, I'm I'm not near him. Hand on his shoulder. (laughs) Gotcha. It's at that point that Angathal puts his hand on the sigil that's on the wall, begins to flare with its arcane energy, and you are teleported directly to Adzana. Where specifically? We will see, won't we? We will. Oh, that wasn't so bad. I think I've gotten used to this. 
2d10. Why? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Well, glad, what do we do? I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> um, quickly, you feel yourself whisked away and planted in, as it comes to fruition around you, an alleyway in Adzana. You can see the familiar stone walls of the city of the Empire far on the eastern side of the continent. And as you are taking in your surroundings and you look down, you see that the teleportation circle that was used to transport you here very quickly fades. And you can no longer see it. Okay. Interesting. I want to take note of this particular alleyway mm-hmm. and, like, where... Is there anything of significance that would, like, uh, a landmark or something that would stand out? Well, you looking around, you could probably go to the edge of the alley and look at the street and know exactly where you are in it. Okay, that's what I want to do. Yeah, okay. And I just want a mental note that this is the alley where the teleportation circle is. Okay. took us to. Yep, teleportation circle that you won't have access to, but yeah. Yes, I just wanted to remember where it was. is yours. I'm just going to throw my hood up. I'm now like very put off by Adzana. What uh, What time of day? It's early morning, right? Yes, it is still very early morning. It's only been about an hour after sunrise. What's the city look like? Is it bustling? Or? There is certainly hustle and bustle. There is a lot of activity. Even looking down this alley into the street, you can see carts, you can see wagons, you can see vendors. You can see people going back and forth, probably to their jobs, early in the morning. Uh, yeah, the city... Angerthal's brother's name. Uh, uh, Garvis. 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 I would like to take off towards Garvis. Garvis is uh, Smithy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. I got it. What? Well, I guess I would have to tell you, because it'd kind of be on the door yeah. as you're approaching. Uh, I would like to uh, go to the bounty board. Uh, so you split? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So uh, the rest of the party would arrive at the well, stout... Do you know how to get there? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. The stout, the stout arm smithy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go ahead and do your thing. Uh, you go to what is this... So you go to what you would know is the keep of Adzan, where the soldiers are put into their barracks, where their supplies are replenished, or replenished, where they uh, rest, and where the city guard is as well. Also, the location where you know that General Falmor Trexus spends most of his time. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, this is on the way to. No, you split. Okay. Who's where? Would everyone know that? I think so. I think that was mentioned in the previous session. Okay. I'm like I'm, I'm really just going looking for the bounty board that kind of like the, like the the rough sketch of Balrak, the same one he went to before. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm basically going to the bounty board to tear off that bounty. I'm going to roll it up, and then I'm going to head back to Garbage's place where everybody else is. Okay. Um, it's not normal for someone to remove the image of Balrog the Buggy. But, buggy. Buddy. <laughs> but what you can normally do is take one of the little tabs that's cut off of it that just shows that you've accepted the bounty. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Okay. And uh, I take the tab. And, and there is, in fact, still a bounty out for Battle Rock the Bloody. Has it gone up at all? What's the dollar amount? Yeah. Dead or alive? Yeah, it's been, what, a month? Two months? We've been gone for much longer than a month, haven't we? Or closer to two months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My calendar guy's not here. Uh, yeah, we'll say it's gone up a little bit. Okay. So uh, the current sitting is 50 GP alive. Ten silver pieces. Twenty silver pieces dead. So um, I'm gonna take the tab, pocket it, and then go uh, go back to Garbus's. Before you can leave, you hear the sound of a horse approaching you. When you turn and look, what you see is General Thalmor Trexus, astride his beautiful white horse, wearing his silver gleaming armor with this formidable golden sword on his hip. Uh, and he seems to have recognized you. Okay. I just casually take out my pipe and I'm just going to start lighting it and just look at him. Okay. G- general. Did anybody go with you? Nope. nope. All by my lonesome. So everyone else is with me at Smithy. Okay. So he uh, rides up to you, kind of turns his horse ever so slightly so that he can speak to you directly without the horse in between the two. <coughs> he says, Valinor Quintelinor, I never forget a face. You're back in Exana. Temporarily. By yourself. I take this to mean that you're Companions are all dead. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, they're, they're, they're out and about. Well, the only reason that I assume is because here in Atzana you've gained some level of reputation. Positive renown among the people. I was told that not long after you left our fair city that you helped with the local hamlets. Is this true? Yeah. Helped out a little bit. Hey. Kind of leans down a little bit and he says, All of these stories are exaggerated. Is it true that you killed a hag? You helped some local folk hero, a, a stag knight, if I recall. <clears throat> Would Valno recall that that is that that wouldn't that that wouldn't be like pertinent information to keep quiet? I don't know. Roll an intelligence check. Straight intelligence. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoon feed you everything. <coughs> it, was, it was a fucking seven. No. Yeah, totally. Tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, be proud. Do you know who the stag knight was? 
Trexus might. Lauren would say. <laughs> okay. I mean, Trexus would probably know a lot about all the hamlets outside of that zone. So he probably knew that there was a folk hero known as Stagnite. To be clear, these hamlets, are these just, they're little small communities that are outside of Atzana proper. Yes. They're they outside are, of the walls of Atzana. But they are still in um, Empire, Empire controlled, controlled territory. territory. Yeah. Okay, so, so, do they, so do they pay taxes to? Probably. And they probably, you know, get the benefit of the Atzana guards yeah. occasionally coming out there. Gotcha. And so, the, so, this, so it wouldn't be unheard of. For a city guard to have visited this hamlet and heard the rumor, to gener- heard the rumor returned to General Trexus. Yeah, not- there was also a statue of the stag knight in the hamlet square. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So right. uh, you'll yeah. recall that the hamlet, if you look, Adzana is on a peninsula, and the hamlet was just on the inland side of the peninsula. Uh, <laughs> very close. Yeah, fairly. Maybe yeah. a day's ride. Right. Yeah, we helped out a fairly large lady that uh, had uh, armor and a helmet of a stag. I see you're being modest. The reason that I ask is because I would like to talk to you and your compatriots. I've heard that you go by the moniker the strange ones now. <coughs> uh, apparently that's Jesus. Yeah. We're at, uh, yeah. Apparently that is a label that has been sto- bestowed upon us, yes. It is... Fitting? Fitting. <laughs> That's... I would like to speak to your compatriots. Will you take me to them? Take them around to Max's house. So, okay, yeah, so, uh, uh, well, they're all individuals run though on errands, but we could all meet up at, uh, what's your last name? Ironborn. Your parents' last name? Ironborn. That is your parents' last name? Okay, I thought Ironborn was your adopted name. Uh, you can meet us at the Ironborn house, uh, later on, maybe in about an hour or so. An hour. Very good. I will see myself there. You said the Ironborn Manor? Yes. Very good. I look forward to it. It's that point that he just kind of, without waiting for a reply, grabs the reins and turns them and begins to trot down the street. I uh, dip into the closest alley and then I just start briskly making my way through the alleys to Gar- to Garvis's location. Okay. So, yeah. The rest of you all walk into the stout arm smithy, and what you're looking at is. What is a building with a small little vestibule, like really not even big enough to really get off of the street, and then a countertop, uh, if you'll recall. And from inside, you can see that it is this dark, smoky atmosphere on the inside. And as you approach the countertop, you can definitely tell that it it's reeks of hard work. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> inside, you can hear the sound of a hammer pinging on an anvil. Uh, the name of the place. Okay. I just walk, walk in. Well, you're not there yet. Oh, I'll the think. rest of you are. Gotcha. I'll uh, get his attention. Scarvis, back. It's at that point that he kind of lifts up his goggles, and you can see like the line from all the ash and soot that's you know going around these goggles. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of looks at you, this mechanized arm, 
moving, you know, almost inadvertently just shifting gears and things like that. You know, where yours is covered. Mm-hmm. Yours, the mechanisms are not exposed. His is a little more rudimentary. It's, it's you know, that you can see the gears turning and the arcane flare of energy occasionally. Sparks. Uh, little sparks. Little sparks, maybe. Turns and he looks at all of you and he says, Ooh. What does he, he say? Says, What's his voice though? What, yeah. <laughs> what does he say? Hey, strange one. Yeah, that's totally it. <laughs> Hello there. What he does. the travel, garbage stout. Um, looks at uh, all of you and he goes, Oh, well, if it isn't the strange ones. Yes. He kind of takes his gloves off, throws them on the anvil, and walks over the countertop, puts both of his big, meaty hands on the countertop. Mm-hmm. One meaty, one mechanical. I like, I like yeah. in my hand to shake it. It is fascinating how quickly that name has spread. <laughs> <laughs> he, instead of going for your right hand, goes to shake with his mechanical hand. Yeah, I'll shake with mine, too. Okay. Well, yeah, they're both. Well, you have. Yeah. You have uh, no choice. Yeah, you shake. Shake. I'd like to push my chest. Okay, I know. <laughs> Shakes shakes his hand. Remind the guy with no hands. He doesn't have any hands. Hey, hey, Mister No hands. hands. You know you don't have hands, right? <laughs> Mister No Hands. Hey, my group. Take your hands. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Let's not have that fight again. No. I take my anyway, joke. That's very insensitive. Looks at all of you and he says, uh, he says, so I take it that you delivered my package to Daria. We did. Also the expensive one to Zeshin. Mm-hmm. He was going to trust you with a more expensive package. Yeah, he hadn't trusted us with the expensive package. Oh, well, yeah. That didn't happen? No. no. Getting it mixed up. Okay. He said he was going to give you a more expensive package to deliver to Zesha. Okay. Once handle he can trust handle you. the little things and then. I would know that. So, yes, we delivered it to Dario. Okay. Yeah, you would know that. Mm-hmm. A little thing called notes that you could use. I have notes. The king's quote unquote expensive package. <laughs> First one might have been a little expensive. Yeah. Um, looks at all of you and he says, uh, did, did Angathal pay all of you? Yes. He did. Good. <laughs> Very good. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, no, just... um... <laughs> wanted uh, us to <laughs> send his regards. Send his regards and uh, relay his hopes that you and uh, his mother are doing well. His mother. His Your mother. Your mother. Their mother. His mother. She is not my mother. Oh, oh right. Okay. We share the same father. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <coughs> but she's, she's doing well, as little Nakira is doing well, as also. How, oh, they were the ones from um, the. Can anybody Zundra. give me her name? Zundra. For God's sake, can well, anybody give me. say from Zundra. With the baby. What's her name? Lady. Orc Widow. Lady Orc Widow. Melvis. Brood Mother. Widow of Chief Meldrud Stout. There you go. Uh, yeah. That sounds like inspiration. Very well done. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Take a D6 inspiration dice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, he looks at all of you and he says, Melvis is doing well. Uh, she's been put up in a townhouse here in Atzana. I, uh, trying to find her work, but 
not a whole lot of necessarily handy skills when you're the wife of a chieftain. <laughs> You should let me make modifications to your arm. Jesus. He kind of looks at his arm and he goes, I think it does quite well. <laughs> I think I'd like to help you do better with it. <laughs> you want my arm? Give me your arm. You can hold onto my hand. How are you going to do the work if he has one of your hands? I did this with my Not teeth. certain that he <laughs> knows. Not certain that he knows that you have a mechanical hand. Yes, he does. We talked about it last time. They did, because he yeah, admired the art artistry of his hands. Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe he did. It's been a long time, guys. No, <laughs> yes. no certainly right. I remember that. I don't remember the chieftain lady's name. Yeah. Um, I remember the hands. Anyways. Some, just something simple. Like what? I open my palm, and a small flame emerges in it. That's, That's cool. cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty dope. <laughs> it is pretty dope. <laughs> Not gonna lie, you've got my interest. <laughs> how much is it gonna cost me? Uh, store discount. Hmm. Step into my office. <laughs> Just kind of goes to the side and where the countertop kind of turns into one of those little Dutch doors, yeah. opens it. And allows all of you to step in. It's after it's been a few minutes, so we'll say at this point, Balinor returns and sees everyone walking into the actual smithing. Oh, I just take my long strides. <laughs> <laughs> Come in, and one of the things that you can't see quite from the storefront is that around the corner there's this large desk that is just slap full of instruments, weapons, half forged armor, just a bunch of stuff that's just slap full. When you say instruments, um, mechanical dildo. There's, there are a couple of things that kind of look like they might be clockwork. Ooh, interesting. Cogs and gears and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, is that something okay. that would be commonplace? Maybe an Adzan. I don't think the Malkar have a whole lot of need for clocks, but they pretty much follow the sun. Yeah. So I'm just trying to bestow the cantrip continual flame, but they don't have any like instruments. Like it's going to take you time. Or... I don't remember. Let's see. Actually, I have it. Oh, wait. Like you might wood. have a... No, like a fife or something um, made out of metal. Okay. What's it called that you are? Not an arcanist. A artificer. 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 Do you have an artificer ability that allows you to imbue it with something? Besides oh. just net, natural, regular enchantment? No, this is more the homebrew side of things. The idea of, like, creating, you know... Yeah, prosthetics. Well, lucky for us, I don't have the homebrew rules. I have the actual D and D rules. But there are no. He doesn't make like musical instruments. No, it doesn't. Because he makes no, like metal instruments or anything. Spell scribing. When I when I walk in, I walk around draft next. I just lean over and I go. Okay, so 
I'm going to use the same thing as scribing a spell scroll. Because I don't think there's a rarity for enchanting a item. Okay. We did this before, didn't we? Well, I've done magical tinkering, where I can make something emit a uh, odor. I could also do a static visual effect. Oh, no, wait. I used, I used the rarity chart for the crafting and session. Okay, yeah. So this doesn't really have a rarity, so I'm going to go with spell Can't scrolling. Be. Yeah. Yeah, spell scrolling. Okay. So, wow. Actually, uh, you would know, being an artificer, that a cantrip is only going to cost you about a day of work, and it's going to cost you about 15 gold pieces in material. Done. Okay. Uh, well, that's just for your knowledge. In exchange for a 10% discount? Yeah, he hasn't quite uh, he hasn't quite agreed to it yet. But he sits down at this large desk with maybe one and a half chairs on the other side of it. There's like one full chair and like a stool. They're mismatched. But he sits down and puts his feet up on his desk. He kind of leans back. And he says, You're offering to make my hand oh, a torch. A torch. How powerful? What, which cantrip is it? It's the cantrip Continual Flame. Continual Flame. Mm -hmm. I can okay. for you if you want. Um, it's not like... It doesn't do damage. No. Okay. Yeah, we just do Continual Flame. Okay. Gotcha. He says, uh, You mentioned a discount. I think that's possible. But I think I'd like to talk about a sponsorship. Ooh. I like sponsorships. It's not necessarily a high level of renown here in Arizona, but people are starting to talk about you. Yes. Go on. Yes, we're quite well done. <laughs> well, what were you thinking? Hmm. Perhaps just a base-by-base -base discount. And uh, you wear my sigil on all of your armor. I can make you weapons. Now, you're going to recall, because I don't want to rip y'all off, Garvis is not necessarily a crafter of enchanted weapons. Okay. He's a crafter of hardy, normal martial, armor, martial, martial weapons. It's because I don't want to rip y'all off thinking you're going to get all these magical items and not. What constitutes magical? Plus ones, plus twos, flame tongues, you know, varpal blades, things like that. So, but what about armor? Sorry, sorry, thanks. Well, no plus ones. Say, my question is then what is, what would the benefit of this be to us? That's a good question. Because at this point, I think he's not going to be able to make anything greater than what we have. Or that I can make. Yeah. Sounds like y'all are a bunch of level eights in a level one area. <laughs> or a level five area, sorry. It does. It does sound yeah. like that. It's almost like this you almost was the beginning of the campaign and the NPCs weren't super, you know, overpowered. So he doesn't mess with Mithril is what I'm hearing. I'll tell you what. Um, Mithril is just a material. Oh, so it like not Mithril, adamantium, stuff like that? That's could? not a magical thing. Okay, cool. That's material. Gotcha. Yeah. Disregard. That changes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That does. Certainly. That does. So, at, at, so at the moment, regardless of how this plays out, I would like to give my big fuck all axe for him to just prepare like the nicks and um, clean it up in general. Takes it and he says, Five silver pieces? Sold. Takes it and puts it behind his desk. For future reference, I can do that. Yeah, well, I mean, give the man business. 
trying to support small okay. business, man. Okay. I don't want to go with Walmart over here. Am <laughs> <laughs> I Walmart? You can do everything. You're a Swiss Army knife. Walmart. All right. So what were you trying to say to him? Um, I would just tell him I'm I'm working on a very complex project. Uh, if you could start working on some of the larger components of it, uh, or more complex components of it, now, without knowing what the big picture is, just once it's complete to expedite the process of putting it all together, that would help me out greatly. So you want me to build something that I don't know what it is? Well, fundamentally, yes. An exchange or every time I stop by I'll add a new enchantment to your arm. That and you'll wear my sigil. Done. Hold on now. You don't Well he can no. only speak for himself. Yeah, not speaking not, to the party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not is speaking is for the he party. agreeing to this for everyone? Is that the impression that the blacks make? Okay. That's no. the impression y'all are giving. No. Or that he's he's wanting sponsorship. I'm only speaking for me. Yeah, well, he is wanting sponsorship for the strange ones. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, uh, with the understanding that sponsorship's not an exclusive thing, then sure. We can take other sponsors. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah, like a bunch of fucking Yeah, I don't It's kind of an exclusive thing. Having brands on me today. So we, we can obviously see what his sigil is. Like, what is his sigil? His sigil is a strong robotic arm with an anvil backdrop and a hammer in the hand. Just like... Compass by like a circle or something. Yeah, it's just it would literally be like you know like a cloak clasp gotcha. or something okay. like that that you pin on your armor. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Fuck it. I'm not in favor. Of I don't have any armor. Like well, that. on your clothing. No, no, I don't want that. <laughs> Maybe something other than sponsorship. I am fine for the sponsorship. Well, I could always pay you for the enchantment. Don't pay me. If you work on my components, I'm happy. Why are y'all, why are y'all against the sponsorship? Make a persuasion check. Okay. What is he, what am I going to get from that? No reason for advantage. I don't need nope. any, like, hardy weaponry. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't want, you know, some... Okay, so it's not, <laughs> it's not that I'm against sponsorship, it's that I don't know if this is the specific person that I want to sponsor. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah, just shy of the DC. Um, I think even, like, a lower level potion... Looks at you and he says... Useful. I'm not going to work on anything that I don't know exactly what I'm building for anything shy of a full sponsorship of the Strange Ones. I'm happy to pay you gold for the enchantment. Besides that, doesn't sound like we can make a deal. And he stands up. Here's the thing. I'm just being a good DM. I'm not trying to shoot down your idea. Because mm -hmm. it would have worked if the persuasion was high enough. But also recall that there's do it. I love Garvis. There's probably more capable people. Yeah, I just I was thinking could do. I'm pretty early in the process, so I thought I could do the more rudimentary stuff. Maybe like a whole city of dwarves that might be able to work on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, 
Scarlet Legion! I'm, I think Garvis likes me more than any dwarf in Tundurin right now. Well, at, yeah, at the moment we have more Why favor with Why would you feel Garvis. that? Well, I mean... Just, well, we just have more favor with yeah, Garvis at the moment. Yeah. But, like, I, I would understand the dwarves, even the king. More, being, like, more or less strangers. Not, you know, you're, you're an individual who knows dwarvish culture, knows dwarvish greetings, knows how to speak dwarvish, and has lived among the dwarves all of your life. Why would you not get along with dwarves? I'm not yeah. saying I, would, I don't don't get along with them. I'm just saying that maybe Garvis lo like, likes me a little bit more and is happier to see me than dwarves who know that I'm associated with the Empire and unleash a dragon on the continent. <laughs> Fair, and if the persuasion check had to work, then probably would be building at least some of the components, but it doesn't sound like that's going to work out. Okay. And I think we've vetoed the sponsorship idea. Because, yeah, because uh, he wants sponsorship. Well, I would like, I'll tell him, I would like to do this just as your friend, and maybe for a small discount on some purchases today. Maybe we can make a trade. What All are you right. wanting to get today? Does anybody need anything? Um, fixing, or not fixing, but... Cleaning and overall maintenance to my great axe is that going to take more than a day? No, that probably only take a couple hours. Okay, then that, that's all I got. Can Unless I? he wants to, like, I don't know, maybe clean our armor and shit. This has nothing. bring it back up to. Go ahead, sorry. Just take dents and shit out of it. Bring it back up to. Okay, normal. so we got that on the table. How much would a um, plus one breastplate be? He doesn't, he doesn't do, do plus right. ones. He doesn't do plus one. Okay. No so, plus in the magic. I don't know that I understand 100% how armor class works in D&D Beyond specifically, mm -hmm. or really in general, because I pulling out a mithril breastplate, which is 3 AC higher than what I currently am wearing, there was no change in my armor class. It's because you're uh, not proficient with breastplates. Oh, it was yeah. it was chain, but it was medium. That's okay. yeah. That you can sense. only wear light armor as a bard. Perfect. So that yeah. makes perfect sense. Okay. So interested in the is it is it mithril or adamantium? Where you're adamantium, you can't be created on. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that something that's available to to you, Garbus? First, let me get the rarity of an adamantium. Uncommon. Sure. Uncommon. I'm gonna need you to double check. I'm. The man does. Uncommon. The man knows his adamantium armor. It's uncommon. Uh, Dorsey, li yeah, literally wore it Holy last campaign. Fuck. Yeah. How is it uncommon? It's uncommon. So, so is Mithril. So, what the hell? That's true. So, let's talk about it. No, <laughs> no, that's no, not. Oh, okay. Oh, so, how about some adamantium? Half that's line? not. That's not the case. Not it's not going to be the case in the homebrew. Sorry, I'm going to go up to one more level. Because so I don't know why adamantium and mithril would be well, uncommon. I, I think that just because it's uncommon doesn't necessarily... Like, an item being rare doesn't automatically make it expensive. Or and, uh, by the chart, being, does. being common, the chart is speculative. Well, and being rare doesn't make it good, necessarily. Well, it's also yeah. canon. Because, like, right here. It's dungeon master full state, plate right? armor it's is... Not, like, you know, what's... A quarter from a certain year might be extremely rare, like one in, you know, 150, but it's still worth, like, 36 cents, you know? That wouldn't be really rare to me, then. Okay, well... A, a quarter worth $200 would be rare. Okay, but... So, anyway, let's let's get off of this, because we're spending too much time on it. But it's not worth, like, $5 million, is all I'm saying. So, yeah, it's not $5 million. Yeah. Okay, so, is... Wait a second, wait a second. 
A normal set of plate armor costs 1,800 gold pieces. Yes. So, uncommon is 200. That might be referring to just magical items. It might be, but I'm still going by rarity as far as price. Okay. How is a set of plate armor? 1800. 1800. That's so I don't know. much. A whole That's set? A That's a whole set. I'm actually going to ask you if you can add a note to this. 5145. Because we're we're discussing a lot that I don't think anyone wants to hear. Okay. So adamantine armor is not on the board. 5145. 45, 65 wouldn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Well, no, I'm happy to keep this discussion going if you want to, but that doesn't make any sense to me. And the way that I have it laid out, the rarities, except for when I find discrepancies, are going to be based on this price chart. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to say that adamantine is more rare, which is only one step above uncommon. Which is 10,000 gold. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like a fourth of that. More, less than a fourth. So, is it possible? Could he do adamantine armor? It's a fifth. So, so fifty thousand? How'd you go from ten <laughs> to fifty thousand? Is it possible? Does he have the materials? Is this on the board? Are you asking him? Yes. Um. Uh, so you ask about adamantine? Yes. Uh, and he kind of scoffs. He says, I, I haven't had anything out of Manton in my shop for a long time. That's a very expensive piece of metal. But I could acquire it. Okay. What would the price be? Depending on the type of armor you wanted, the level of customization. They run somewhere between 2000 and 2500 Keep in mind, it's not going to be a plus anything, though. Not unless he enchants it. Which I can do. <coughs> That's fine. Fairly easily. What does Mithril do? Mithril, uh, you can, it, ma- it makes it to where it's very light, so you don't really spend so, okay. on stealth. Uh, my question mm-hmm. would be, if you're moving Mithril and Adamantium up to the next rarity, would a plus one go up another rarity from that? A plus one is one level of rarity. A plus two is a different level of rarity. No, what he's saying is, is you have increased mithril, it's regular old mithril. Rarity. I don't think there's plus one mithril in there. There so, may not be. I'm so what I'm saying is, is that I'm not going to rob Jake of the ability to give you a plus one mithril, but it would be a unique item that he has crafted yeah, and be, no one else has. It'd be mithril plate armor plus one. Like no, yeah. I'm sorry? There's not a plus one. Okay, yeah, so, so is mithril an option? Yeah. It, for in, yeah, he says the same thing. Very rare material. Doesn't have any shop currently, but he can get it. For the same price. Yeah. Well, what rarity is Mithril? Uncommon. Okay. Then yes. Okay. Part of me wants to haggle. I I want to do some research first. Okay. You also have a plus, don't you? Yes, because of a an enchantment. So, I just have basic heavy plate armor at the moment. Yeah. And at this point, he turns to you, Marilyn, and he says, We're not talking about exchanging a cantrip on my arm for adamantine play arm. No. Simple discount. Alright. I'd say because I like you, I'll pay uh, how much was it? Cost 15 gold. Yeah. 
Pay twelve. Twelve hundred. Twelve gold. <laughs> for a <laughs> sake. I was asked, that was a DM question. Okay. <laughs> twelve thousand gold? <laughs> well, billion dollars. I'd rather just do it to you for a favor. Do it for you as a favor. <laughs> well then by all means. And he just kind of like that and just kind of twists the arm up to like this abnormal like level of coming around his and just kind of hangs there for a minute and then he and you just kind of see that there's like this small like arcane spark that comes off of his arm as he takes it off. Does he have a socket on his arm? He does. So built into his. Yeah. He's got like a metal component. Yeah. On his and it's actually a metal component and looks like some leather straps that goes across his chest. Um so he kind of just places the arm on the countertop. Okay. I'll take my coat off and I'll get to work. Okay. It's going to take you a full day of work. Can I bring it back to you? The work day just started. Right. I did wonder about that. He'd have to close shop for the day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I kind of need it. <laughs> I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, I'll give it back to him. Tomorrow will also be a work day. Awesome. Yeah, also, we have uh, things to do. The general wants to see us in an hour. <laughs> just takes the arm and just yeah. puts it back oh into the gosh. socket. Goes in reverse. If Meryl had known that. Y'all are having such an end of like a weekend. How much does it cost to get In the future, then. Yes. Just for a favor. Yes. So, don't. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at all the rest of you and says, Anything else? No, nope. come here, buddy. Did you want this to, me? to deliver your So this is a literal armor, mm-hmm. right? Make a persuasion check. Down here at the bottom it says... I'll say with advantage because you've already delivered one package. Mm-hmm. It's an 18 AC. You have to have a strength of 15, but it says disadvantage. What's but, the point yeah. of it? But it doesn't give you disadvantage. Okay. That's just that's just a that's just a fall because it's it, because mm-hmm. it's it's, it's, it's plate armor. Looks at you while oh, everyone else is kind okay. of having but these side conversations. The whole point of having mithril plate armor is you can have mithril so plate negate armor. the disadvantage. Yes, the, 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 uh, gotcha. negate the disadvantage on stuff. All right, so. For now, it's just grooving himself. But that's not the thing it does. Yeah. It's just really light plate armor, basically. But that would be very helpful for you. Guys. Yeah, and yeah. Shooting, that's why I'm Mister Not Stealthy Pants. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's why I'm anyway interested. Yeah, uh, looks at you, Nicholas, and he says. That's right. I had mentioned another package, hadn't I? Yes, sir. Seems like you did a good enough job with this one. All right. Just kind of goes underneath his desk, opens some drawers. You can hear some metal shifting, like lots of things in his desk drawer. And then he pulls out what is a much smaller chest than what he gave to you to deliver the first time. And he places it right in front of you, Nicholas. And he says... That needs to go to the dwarf Groven in the city of Zeshim. We're happy to do that. I'm, I'm sure that we'll be back in Zeshim soon. I know him. Oh, good. The catch is, is that he's going to give you something. That's gold. I'm buying. Ah, okay. It's very heavy. What is going to be given you? I'm not going to be carrying the box. Um, because What's the my own thing? gold is currently weighing me down. <laughs> is the thing that he's giving us like is it is it a very large thing or is it just very dense? Oh, yeah, we have the bag. Of I mean, we have we have some, we you might have it something we can put it in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it bag sized? It is bag sized. 
Okay. I believe it was described as a much smaller chest than the first one. No, you I'm saying the thing. Yeah. Oh. Because that's heavy. Is it um, arcane in any way? Let me check. I don't think this is going to be a big deal for him to tell you. No. Um, he says, inside that chest, there's enough for 50 dwarven steel ingots. Shit, that is heavy. So you're going to need to like run a wagon or something like that. How many pounds can I buy to hold it? All of it. All of it. All okay. the pounds. Did you say that out loud? No. Nope. Nope. That was a player question. You said 50 ingots? Yeah. 50 dwarven still ingots. I assure you, sir, that we can manage. Great. Don't know how. Don't look that strong. <laughs> Let's just say we have a few tricks up our sleeves. Okay. Get it to session. Bring me my steel back, and I'll pay you then. Sounds good. How much is the other one? Somebody want to write this quest down so we don't get it mixed up? I already got it. What's the name of the expensive chest quest? (laughs) It's fetch quest number eight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a name for it because it's just a fetch quest. Okay. Sounds like a hipster song title. Fetch quest number eight. All right. I'm sure he says, uh, kind of looks over your shoulder and he says, uh, be with you in just a minute. Uh, anything else? Nope. He's, fi- he's fixing my axe and my armor. That's going to up it to probably about 10 silver pieces, so a gold piece. Alrighty. So five more silver. Cool. How long I- is that taking? I'll pick it up in a few hours. Okay. Yeah. Out of curiosity, if we do have to hire a wagon, would you be willing to reimburse us for that cost? Absolutely. Excellent. Get into a written receipt with a signature, and I'll reimburse you. Done. Receipts? Oh, dear God. There's no credit receipts here. Alright, yeah, coming! And he goes to someone that's at the countertop as he sees all of you out of the shop. So, uh, we're going to go back to, uh, Rathenax's house. Yes. The, the, the general is being a stand. Is that the direction? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. Okay. Sure. 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 So uh, we, put the, <laughs> we put the chest into the back of holding. Okay. Jake, will you add a chest from Garvis Stout? Because mm-hmm. if it's not in your inventory, it doesn't exist. Just say. Amen. So if it's in my inventory, it exists? No. Doesn't work. That's that what you said. Fuck. That's what Ed, you said. That's what he said. Dragon. <laughs> oh, right. look at that. That's I'm a plus six great sword. Yeah. How weird. How'd that get That's there? so strange. All right. So you all are on the streets of Adzana. And what would you like to do? You said go back to the Ironborn Manor? Indeed. Yes. Okay. And do you have the name? Yes. But I also have the name. I'd love to re-encounter that <laughs> No, I have them somewhere. Yeah. You want them? Yeah, sure, why not? Merrick Woodleaf. That is the half Malphar. It's 44-year-old male half-orc. Yep. Then Leofric Mist Splitter. Okay. 70-year-old male. And Christina Mist Splitter. 65-year-old female. And is married to Leofric. Okay, gotcha. So you all you all walk down the familiar streets of Atzana, return to the Ironborn Manor. It's got this 
you know, beautiful, like, burgundy stone foundation with these hardy black pine structures, all in the Malcar motif. And you walk through the front door, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. It's locked. You gotta take out my trusty keys. You use your keys <laughs> that you have to your house. Because I live there. Because you live there. And you unlock the door. Yeah. And it doesn't unlock. Because oh, they change the, the fucking locks. Immediately, you see Leofric and his wife in the kitchen, uh, probably putting away breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's at that point that Leofric looks up, and you can see this bright smile stretch across his face, and he begins to kind of do his best to like hobble over <laughs> oh. to you. And, uh... Bless him. He says, Master Ragnar, you've, you've returned. Yes. Well, we have company coming, uh, shortly. Uh, General Trexus will be joining us. Oh? <laughs> yes. G- G- General Trexus. Here, yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> what was his wife's name? Christina. Uh, Christina, put away the wooden cutlery. Take out the <laughs> steel. Get the steel cutlery. <laughs> and just going into a side chamber. <laughs> Uh, Hide the bomb. (laughs) Immediately, there's just this frantic, you know, like, bustle in the house as Leofric and his wife begin to whip up something. Yeah. uh, Knowing that it's good and after breakfast time. they got to come up with something, some finger foods or something like that. And the half-orc's name? Uh, Merrick. Merrick. Merrick Woodleaf. Is it Merrick? M-E-R-E-K. Okay, it's Merrick. Merrick. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, Merrick uh, returns from one of the back doors, or the back door of the manor, where he normally would split wood with an armload of firewood. And Leofric just kind of frantically, he says, put it, put it in the hearth, put it in the hearth. We need a roaring fire. General Trexus is coming. And just goes back to what he's doing, and Merrick kind of looks at the wood and looks at the hearth and just goes, <laughs> and just kind of throws all of the lumber into the into the hearth. Notices that you're there, and it just kind of gives you like this. Good to see you again. <laughs> you as well. <laughs> Recalling that Merrick was kind of like your little brother. Yeah. Or older. Older brother. Yeah. It's kind of like your older brother growing up. Yeah. So there's this bustle that's going on in the Ironborn Manor. All of you have the ability to sit down. And talk. Is there anything else you would like to say about your conversation? I, I'm assisting. I'm helping Leo Frick. And okay, gotcha. Just trying to do something. Um, well, I'm going to wait for Rathnax to get here. Well, Rathnax is there. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's preoccupied. No, I'm, I'm listening. I'm just cleaning things up and helping out. Um, so, uh, uh, when, uh, when we first got here, and I was pretty banged up, remember that? So uh, it was a bounty for uh, Balrock. I, I immediately stop what I'm doing. Yeah. You have my full undivided attention. So there's a, there's a bounty out for Balrock. Um, and when we first got here, uh, I went to investigate. Didn't turn out nearly as great as I wanted it to do. Um, but I know where he stays at. Where? Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Undercroft is a big place. Yes. But there's spe- an entrance to old, a sewer. Old yeah. Where was specifically very big place. Yes. Yeah, there's but an there's entrance a, to a there sewer manned by um, two? two burly men. Who I pickpocketed. Also in 
Alligator? Apparently. Let's not talk about the alligator. Well, I feel like we're we going to have to the alligator eventually. Um, yes, yes. Good times, good times. Forge the bond. Mm. But, um, so, uh, apparently I've known about him and uh, didn't know that he coached parents. But, uh, yeah. So, there's that. Also, the general wants to talk to all of us, which is why we're here, and he's supposed to be meeting us here. Valinor makes his way to the Bent Bow Inn and Tavern, one of the largest and oldest taverns in Anzana. He approaches a female barkeep, asks about Thorok the Bloody. He hangs around in the Undercroft, also called Old Dargrith. Uh, It's guarded by lowlifes. He hangs out at the Drowned Serpent, a tavern in the Undercroft. Nice. D4 inspiration. D4 or D6? D6. 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 They expire at the end of the session. Remember that, guys. Yeah. Did you already use your streak? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you did? You On did. a failure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. I yeah. thought you used your. Sometimes oh, I have a persuasion check. I did. On top of it. Oh, okay. Um, I rolled it like a two, and then a, my flash genius was plus five, and then the D6 was at one. <laughs> so, after. If there's no more discussion, is there? Mm-hmm. You should know everything you need to know. Everything or not, I can tell him. Okay. Uh, after some relaxation, maybe the smoking of some pipes, some drinks are prepared. Eventually, just before you hear knocking on the door, uh, Leofric kind of runs up to the table and like puts this platter of uh, fresh vegetables that are sliced up. So maybe you know some cucumbers, carrots, maybe some cabbage that's been diced up and has some oil on it. Just you know finger foods, essentially. Uh, maybe some small cured meats that have been sliced up. Uh, And as he's approaching the table, he just like trips and just like places (laughs) it on the table very heavily. Uh, And he says, there, there, that's good. All right, okay, all right. It's about that time (laughs) that you hear on the door of the Ironborn Manor. I go to answer. I take a piece of meat. You take a piece of meat. I just sneak one real quick. Okay. you open the door, and before you, as you can probably predict, is General Thalmor Trexus. Looks at you and he says, Rathanax, welcome to my home. And he just walks in, removes this large, like, pretty much ornamental coat. On the coat rack? Yeah, on the coat rack. <laughs> walks in and he says, I like to imagine he hands it to the old guy. <laughs> he said, So, only. One of you has perished? No. We've lost none of our party. Oh, where is the uh, highly sexualized teeth? <laughs> closing some business. They had, a, yes, other business to attend to. They? Yes. He, he prefers uh, to be ungendered. <laughs> uh, I can he's, see that. He's, re- he's referenced to the fact that uh, the general hasn't he doesn't met know that Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm covering for him. Yeah. As a make it second check. Like the general. Yeah, because I totally just about us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did. Negative one to intelligence. <laughs> you know. Highly doubt you're not gonna beat that. A fifteen. Beats it. Beats it. Beats it. Beats, beats it. Beats it. Looks at all of you. This poor roll. It must have been his part. I have a pretty high deception. Yes. Um, 
looks at all of you and says, hmm. Goes to sit. Oh, um, Flash of Genius. It's way too late for yeah. that. Is it? Mm-hmm. We don't actually know the result. It's true. <laughs> Don't actually. You just also like 15 seconds after the roll. You gotta, you you gotta be on that. But you said you don't. We don't know what the roll is. I'm not gonna tell you whether or not he figured it out. I'm just saying. And it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't. Yeah. The fact is, we still haven't had to discuss who the they is. Yeah. I'll just move right along and I'll say we've been very busy. (coughs) Oh, I've heard. And he sits down, pours himself a uh, like a wooden tankard of. Water, I would imagine. And maybe takes like a, a carrot or two. And he says, I have heard some things. The city is familiar with your exploits of uh, late. I'm surprised they hear anything other than what the dragon is doing beyond the walls. Kind of looks with just a shred of apprehension. And he says, Maldricks, through great effort with or from people that I'm associated with, is more of a myth in its honor. I beg your pardon? No one's seen him here. Well, hmm. people come in, say they saw a massive black drake flying through the sky, killing other dragons. We also hear that a giant ogre ate a mountain once. So you the Empire prefers to keep these kind of things reserved. So you speak not of your own beliefs, but of the general populace beliefs. Certainly not. And he bites into a carrot and begins to chew on it. And he says, I knew what was happening with Maldrix before it happened. Inside check. Okay. Rolled a seven three times in a row, so uh, 14 genius. for me. Uh, okay. 14? 19. 14, 19. Oh, it's just a straight plus? It's not a, just straight plus. Nice. So it's a 19 now, yeah. Good deal. Um, he, he's lying. He's lying about not about knowing about Maldrix. That's what I assume. Yeah, but he does know that Maldrix exists. Right. I'd like to speak plainly. I think we're both privy to enough information at this point to speak openly about what's happening beyond the wall. Beyond the and I know floor. that I'm certain that you get enough intelligence reports to understand the full scope of what's happening. <clears throat> if not, I can enlighten you. He kind of coughs just a little bit, choking down a carrot, and he says, <laughs> Nothing has happened that wasn't the will of the Emperor. I'd like to start just picking on my loop. The will of the em- okay. the will of the Emperor is not known and has not been known to anyone outside of his circles. His greatest possible allies in Zundran had no indication that this was happening or even that this th- this weapon would be would not would or would not be unleashed on him. On them. You seem upset now. As upset as anyone at, fa- at face level with the dragon can be, and almost being burned to death would be. 
I understand the Emperor's intent. Overall. I understand his general wishes. But his, my mission here is to create a shared understanding between the Empire, not the Emperor, between the Empire and its allies in, a, in order to win this war. And it's, he has done a disservice to his allies by not bringing them in on why he is doing this and ensuring them that they are not threatened. Takes a large piece of this like salami kind of meat, puts it in his mouth and he's saying, so you're saying that our king emperor should have shared this knowledge with these cave-dwelling dwarves? These cave-dwelling dwarves have been here much longer than my, me, you, or any other member of the Alvaron Empire. They know this land greater than you, or the Emperor himself. And they're also heavily associated with the Malkar. They are also associated with them because they have fought wars against them. Make a persuasion check. Strums a chord on his loop and gives some bardic inspiration on that roll. Okay. What is it? D8. Nice. Oh, nice. High five. Got an 8 on a D8. Nice. Mm -hmm. 24. <laughs> he is persuaded. <laughs> Looks at you and he says, Meryl, I do not presume to know the mind of the Emperor as you do. I'm but not, I'm not asking you to presume it. I'm asking. I'm expecting my wish that his will would be made clear to all of us. He can only share this type of information with his closest circles. Can you imagine if Maldrix had been intercepted before he was unleashed? You are the tip of the spear in the War of Malkaria, and you don't even understand why this dragon was unleashed and why not your forces were used. Why the urgency? I know that Maldrix is pushing the war front every day. I know that he's burning their supply wagons of the Malkar starving on the front lines. And he's also burning innocent villages and threatening allies. He is burning the villages of our enemies in Malkaria. No, he is burning every village west of your lines. It's at this point. His demeanor changes a little bit. You can see his ears kind of perk up just a little bit, and there's a slight tone of viciousness in his voice as he says, Our enemies. Every Malkar village that stands between us and the capital is an enemy. And Maldrix has done much for our war effort, and I can see the wisdom in unleashing him. To my knowledge, Zundran hasn't been threatened by Maldrix, has he? They had no indication of whether or not he would. We were lucky to get to Zundran before Maldrix did. Certainly, but the... Technically, Zundran has been attacked. Yeah. I just want to beat the shit out of this guy. Certainly, but the dagger that you don't know exists isn't a threat until it's in your gut. It hasn't been in their gut, which means they shouldn't be advantageous or adversarial to us yet. I, this is not what I came to discuss with you. 
I understand your concerns, but also understand that our King Emperor is nothing shy of a divine leader. He comes from a family who was imbued with the ability by Ila himself to lead us. You are the leading, you are the war master here on this continent. I am here. I am here to execute. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to execute the empire's goals on this continent to expedite the war effort. Communicate this conversation to the emperor's circles. You can be honest with how blunt I am, because he knows me. It's at this point that he takes, reaches for the pitcher of water. And instead goes for the pitcher of wine. Drinking on duty, I see. Pours himself a big glass and he says, It sounds, Meryl, like you would like to bend the Emperor's ear to your concerns. Very it much so. Just so happens that I have a way you can do that more directly. You see, here lately, we've suffered several sabotages. There's even been an attempt on a Vahelmon's life here in Atzana. Lady Ladonna Vahelmon is here in the city. This is to be kept under wraps, obviously. But not long after she arrived on the docks, there was an attack. My men, as well as the Crown Guards, were able to thwart any effort before Lady Ladonna was even so much as pulled out of her carriage. But the situation is getting out of hand. The individuals responsible are part of some subterranean cult below the city of Adzana. What's the name of this cult? I don't know. I'll tell you in a minute. He actually doesn't know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Looks at you and he says, if you, the strange ones, were to deal with this cult, Eliminate it from the playing board. I am certain that I can set you up an audience with Lady LaDonna the Helmar. And by the way, you would recognize this name. Okay. Lady LaDonna the Helmar is King Tybris II's closest, youngest daughter. Not daughter, sister. How much health do you think this general guy has? King Tybris II's youngest sister. No, closest sister. Closest. Yes, got you. So she's the closest to his age. Oh, I got you. He's the oldest, but she... Not closest to him, just closest to him. Yeah, closest to his age. She's probably the second born. Gotcha. As far as the product of Kimura and Talos. Okay. This... I'd be satisfied with that. If that's really all that is possible at this point. Oh, I can certainly spread your displeasure among my circles. I don't know how quickly they'll make it back to Segvel. Actually, I know exactly how long. About three months. (laughs) As far as your circles go, simply communicate my intent. Identify our allies west of the lines. And we do 
have allies west of the lines, no matter what you've been led to believe. No, I have seen the wagons coming in from Zesham. Dwarven steel, dwarven wine. Trade routes have been opened between Zeshin and Atzana, and I'm certain that you will get accommodation from the Emperor himself for this. But make no mistake, the dwarves of Zeshin have been here for a very long time, and their ties to the Malkar run deep. I would not trust them any further than drinking their wine. So you have no problem with Maldricks being outside their walls? As far as I'm concerned, the sons of Unar are not our allies at the moment. If they were to show some pledge of fealty, perhaps if King Maverick was to bend the knee, then I could imagine that an alliance could be worked out. Shy of that, it is my humble opinion that nothing will ever come of it. Shall we take your personal word to the kingdom, then? I don't care. As long as Maverick doesn't show show up here with his troops, then I could care less. You intend, so I am clear, to march from Etzana to the Makarian capital with just your armies and the dragon, with no assistance from any allies on the continent. You think that you have the capability to do that? I would love the shin-splitting abilities of the dwarves. <laughs> but I don't need them. Fucking hate this guy. God, oh, I hate him so much. Can I do an insight check on actually, if he actually believes that? Sure. Okay. Shin-splitting. Answer. He fucking believes it. It could just be correct. Remind me of his name again, General what? Traxus. General Thalmor Traxus. 16. 16? Yeah, no, he seems to believe it. Thing. 100%. He says, <clears throat> What you're not understanding is that our objective is to push inland. Once we get inland, I will wait for orders from our King Emperor. If he tells me to take the capital of Oteron, then I will take the capital of Oteron. I understand the objectives. I'm studied in war as well. I don't have the experience you do, and I respect your experience. But this kind of war can't be fought without allies. And I think you need to gain a respect in that. We have allies, Mr. Merrill. If it weren't for the elite soldiers of Stavanger, I would not be sitting in the city of Edzana right now. They were the ones who took the throne room from Chieftain Dogworth, not I. We have numerous allies, and far more militant power than the Malkar. I expect this war to be over in a matter of a few years. I'll speak with Lady Madonna. After you deal with cultists. And you have no knowledge of these cultists? Do they, do they go by a name? Never mind, you go ahead, sorry. Is he your superior? No. Okay, just to be clear. So he can't order you to go anywhere? Correct. No, he cannot. No, he can't order you to go anywhere. In fact, he's like special ops. Right. And right. Like, you're like Marine Corps special ops, and he's like, like the general. general of the army. 
Right. Two totally different branches. But it's 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 two branches working for, towards the same end. Right, I understand that, but he can't say you cannot go see right. this woman before no, you go deal with this thing. That Correct. is overstepping his bounds. Well, he's in charge of his security. I mean, it's right. like it's like it's like any time Delta guys and, and Navy SEALs they work, you know, tandem with each other. To answer your question, Rathnax, I know that they are inclined to the arcane method. I know that after I drew my sword from one of their chests, they wore the sigil of numerous eyes. Does that ring a bell? It does not. Okay. That's so, how I know. So, so to be clear, he is not referring to the Red Shadow. Uh, it would not sound like it. Okay. okay. The Red Shadow would certainly not be arcane inclined. Gotcha. Uh, they're uh, well, they're, we've, we've they're led by they're... a war mage, but most of them are warriors. And probably okay. not attacking the royal family of Utsana, so, regardless not of how they feel. Probably not, but I just wanted to confirm that that's yeah. not. Because they are also aligned. They, yeah. Not aligned, they're not allies. But they so. wouldn't want to start a war. <clears throat> yeah. So not the Tenebris Oculi? A sigil with numerous eyes. Does that ring a bell to anybody? Well, I mean, you're. I mean, reverting back to the old campaign, the Tenebris Oculi. Yeah, the dark, the dark. But that wouldn't yeah. be something that but the that, characters would know. But that, char- but that sigil didn't show anywhere in the old campaign. Either. It's at that point that General Thalmor Trexus stands, and he says, "Well, I wish I could say that this was an entirely pleasant conversation, but I did enjoy seeing all of you again. If there's nothing no, else, to say the same, General. I'll stand and walk. Did he? Did he give us?" An objective aside. Oh, actually, the information to start the quest. God damn it, I forgot. With that, you have the relevant information <laughs> to start the quest line. The eyes of Antilles. Antilles. Mm. The eyes Antilles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Jeffrey. <laughs> I would love to say I didn't think the same thing, but. <laughs> I'll walk him out. You'll walk him out? I also will walk him out. Seems very happy to have you walk him out. To be totally clear, this is just a disagreement between peers. Yeah. There is no hostility coming from Thalmor Trexus at all. Mm -hmm. There is hostility coming from Nicholas. That's fine. I fucking hate this. I just want to make sure that we're not... I hate him so much. Okay. Um, Rathanex is being very cordial to the guest in his home. Gotcha. But he has also thing. done nothing but shit talk the people who Rathanex <laughs> is born of. No, yeah, for sure. I didn't say Rathanex <laughs> is no, 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 a dick. I just said I, this was me talking. <laughs> this is a guest in his home. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what, what's it's got a very one-track mind. What's yeah. the orc equivalent of being a, of uh, anti-Semitism? That's what he is toward orcs. Racism. Racism. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of racism, racism, but at the same time, Thalmor Trexus doesn't necessarily hate a Malkar. He loves Rathanex. Because Rathanax is, a, to him, a proud example. He actually said this as soon as you got off the boat. He's a proud example of how not all Malkar are mindless brutes. He doesn't have a problem with the Malkar. He has a problem with the fact that they're led by entities who follow the old gods. Yeah. Uh, what about his problems with the dwarves? Well, and he is... Well, he didn't really say anything bad about them. Well, Shin splitting. Shin splitting. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's what dwarves would he's do. A, he's, he's a, a racist. Listen, his name is Thalmor. If y'all can't catch, that's a reference. No, yeah. yeah. Okay. I got you. So, he, so but, he's he's a highborn elf, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm just... Highborn. And I'll add... I will ask him. Yeah. Just hate him so much. General Trexus. Do you trust? You're now on the streets of that zone. Yeah. 
our, our well on the doorstep. Sure, you're in that little guardian outside of this outside of the dinner Texas. Why do you trust me? <laughs> I trust you because the Emperor trusts you. I trust you because you seem capable. I trust you because you seem to be intelligent. If the Emperor's trust in me, and my trust in King Unarsson means anything to you, please keep an open mind. He says this as he's mounting his horse. Yeah. He says, Mel, make no mistake. If you manage to form some alliance between the Dwarves of Zundran and the Empire of Alavaron, I will honor that I would love to have more troops in our Grand Army. But I don't see that happening. What I'm telling you, General Trexus, and I'm glad to hear that you would enjoy this, but what I'm telling you is that I can't do it alone for. I need the Empire's support, and I need your support directly. Which means I need your respect of the Dwarves, and other allies west of the lines. There is always a respect between men of war. If Maverick wants to get his hands dirty and climb down out of his mountain, that is fine. As long as he doesn't do it on the other side of the battle line. If I can arrange it, would you have a respectful meeting with King Munerson? He definitely seems to be pondering that. Yeah. And he says, as he's grabbing the reins to his horse, he says, as I said, if you can miraculously form some alliance between Emperor Tybris and King Unarsan, then I would gladly have a sit-down with him. He has expressed willingness to do the same. Very good. Flicks General Trixus, if you have need of us, you'll, uh, please feel free to leave a message here with uh, Christina or Leo Frick. Can I pull it? <laughs> <laughs> he flicks his reins, and just as soon as he does that, he says, I'll be sure to have a mate have... I'll be sure to have a chair made for him. And flicks the chair. Or flicks the... <laughs> Damn it! That would have been so epic. Flicks the chair. No, he flicks the reins and takes off. I cast fireball. Is there a... <laughs> I don't have fireball. <laughs> you, pull, you pull me inside. I yeah. did roll a nice yes, though. There's a coat rack right next to it, right? Yes. I Can grab the coat? coat rack and with both hands slam it into, into the wall, shattering it. This is his house, man. I immediately pick kind it up. Of... I, I immediately pick it up and cast it. <laughs> That's this? what Leo Frick did. He just got get behind the kitchen counter. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll pick it up and cast mending and put it back. Ooh. Just over there in the corner, being all seedy, smoke my pipe. Do we get to kill him yet? <laughs> Shut up. I would say no. How hard would it be to get him? I'll just demote it. You guys, you guys demote. just see me sit back down at the table and put my hands in my gauntlets. Static shock. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not in the mood. No, <laughs> just kidding. Meryl, if ever you decide to fight that man, please include us. I'd give him my right arm to put an arrow through his eye. So, I just did he say, he said that Lady LaDonna of Helmar is here in that Zana. He didn't say where she was being, where she's residing. She didn't say. General Trexus will have her 
locked very securely and her location only known to him and his most trusted guards. That's why he's keeping it from us. Yes. Which is understandable. Uh, so, so really he just wants us to go cut down these... Eliminate the threat. ...apparent cultists and then return to him with some form of evidence? Yes, and he'll be able to lower the security at that point. Where, um, where does General Atraxas stay? I would imagine at the... barracks, right? Somewhere near the, yeah, the barracks. <laughs> barracks is probably the safest place in all of its honor, right? Arguably so, I would say. This might be a safe bet. That's probably where she might be at. Certainly. We're not going to violate his security. Or his, we're not going to and try to infringe upon his job of keeping her safe. Really? Because he sure is infringing upon a lot of people with rights in Alcari. Let me worry about that. I'm fine going to take care of these cultists if it will get you the audience that you seek, but I don't particularly like the general, uh, personally. If, it, if it's not clear, and I'm sorry, <laughs> right, I'm not a big fan of his either at the moment. Mm. <clears throat> well, it would certainly seem at the moment that his request aligns with our other goal at the moment. Yeah. Which is, we need to go to the Undercroft. Do you recall how to get there? Yes, I do. Do you recall how to get there? I do not. Huh. How many? It, it hasn't been several hours, has it? No, I'd say maybe an hour. Okay, so somewhere Since towards the back, somewhere towards the end of the day, I need to return to the smithy and get my armor and my axe before going on this. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you because we've only got about 13 more minutes left. Yeah, it's probably gonna be next session. Yeah. So no, if yeah. You're, if you're wanting to discuss anything, that's fine. I'll cut it at 10. But uh, I think that's we're probably gonna chill here. Yeah. If that's yeah, cool, I, I would like to rest the night just to. That's certainly so that we can get his armor back and not be slighted. <clears throat> that's certainly a very reasonable request, considering everything. I don't think going to the Undercroft in the middle of the night. Oh is God, no! Yeah, it's not happening. I would like to sit with uh, Merrick and yeah, sure. and Leofric and explain to them and Christina and explain to them what I have learned about the death of my parents. Okay. So all of their reactions would probably be a combination of interest and satisfaction that you have found some things out. Uh, do you mention exactly who? Yes, okay. because I want them to... Uh, I, I have little knowledge of Borok the Bloody. Can, can, I've, can any of you tell me where... I know he can be found in the Undercroft, but is there anyone in at Zana proper that would have more information? Anything that could lend us help? It's at that point that Merrick speaks up and he says, People in this city talk. I'm sure that there's people that you can infer from, maybe bribe that are willing to hand over Balrock to you. I don't know where he is, but I do know one thing. The Undercroft is getting harder and harder to get to every day. They're getting stronger. 
I see more of their people coming out of the sewers and even frequenting taverns. Just a blatant show of force. Sometimes they get arrested. Sometimes the guards go for them and they get away. Sometimes there's too many of them for the guards to tussle with. This sigil of the eyes that General Trexus mentioned, do you recognize it? Have you seen it? No. We offer it seconds since negative response. Christine says, I just stay in the house for the most part. <laughs> would you, <clears throat> Merrick, would you like to join us in our hunt for Balrock the Bloody? Looks at you and he My says, My parents were as much yours. If you ask it of me, then I'll go. I don't know how much help I'd be. Just, if you wanted, if you wanted first-hand experience in the revenge, you're welcome to join us, but I wouldn't ask it of you. Not require it of you. I'd certainly like to be a part of it. Shifting the conversation. Um, the Hearthfire is roaring. Meryl is obviously pondering over all of this. There's a quiet that presides over the manor house of the Ironborn family. You can hear the sound of Nicholas picking away at his loot. Writing a song about how much of an asshole General is. Sure. <laughs> all of you pondering where Alistair and Linvala are at this exact moment, whether or not they're still in session, or whether or not they're here in Zana and making their way to you. Just pondering your friends. As the calm begins to preside over this house, and you rest and recuperate from the extensive traveling that you've done, not only in the past few days or weeks, Take a deep breath and enjoy yourself in this moment. That's where we'll end the session. If there's anybody out there listening, bye. Okay, bye. Sorry, there was no combat. Bye. Hello, out there in listening land. For all your Funko Pop and authorized Warhammer needs, check out our December deals. Buy three, get one free on Funko Pops. Flat rate shipping on all orders. All new minis and new battle map dungeons available at Cody's Collectibles. That's Coco's. Come visit us at 1225 Snow Street, Suite 14 in Oxford, Alabama. Online shipping available at Coco's and That's C O C O S and more.com.